0: I have to say that the script this week that I'm most, you know, commentary script. We were once a radio program, so it was always a script. Anyway, the one that I think about first is today's Infected by Politics. And the reason I think about it is because uh, I'm a little bit proud of what we've done at ThisIsCommonSense.org in covering this story. From fairly early on, about the lab leak and the possibility, you know, it's not like it's not like Tim or I, you know, and we're out there with a magnifying glass or doing experiments to to determine these things. But we followed the story, and we thought it was important. and And like so much in uh, in modern, you know, America and the modern world. What we were being told didn't sound like the truth.
1: Before we get too far, I should interrupt here and say that this is This Week in Common Sense. That's Paul Jacob talking here before me and right after, and we're talking about the commentary he wrote for thisiscommonsense.org. That's Common Sense with Paul Jacob on the web since 1999. Used to be a radio show, as he just mentioned. And now let's go back to him talking about the big story of the week, which was about COVID. We're still talking about COVID because it's the biggest story of our time.
0: This continues to be covered up. We continue to live in a dystopian country, and uh, and you know it's such a, a a country kind of lurching to toward totalitarianism in in some major ways, and and yet. We seem to be lurching that way at the U.S., in the U.S., and, and we don't have, you know, we don't have a news media that's, that's anything but captured by uh, special interests. I like that picture. And this is for Infected by Politics for today, July 14th. When I print out the PDFs, uh, I think Jim has gone to a new form. The last several weeks have been full pictures on all three columns. I really like that. I like that very much. But but uh, we can pat ourselves on the back for, for covering the lab leak from the beginning. We've done a lot. I encourage people, if you're interested in this issue, uh, go to thisiscommonsense.org, use the search function, put in lab leak, uh, put in Peter Dazak. that's D-A-S-Z-A-K, uh, put in echo health Alliance, put in Fauci. Uh, we've, we've covered a lot of this. And the, and the reason I, I, it's not just that, Oh, you read them, you know, the, the commentaries that we're putting up and you'll know everything, but we link to a lot of different things. And anytime there's a report or there's something else, even though sometimes, you know, it's not like I can read every report that we link to. I don't, I can't. Um, and, And if I was a speed reader, I I still couldn't. And but if you're interested, we do link to those reports. We do want you to have the information. And uh, and and this issue this week after we had done this uh, uh, commentary, there was a hearing. It didn't run until Friday, but we had written it. And I did not want to edit it for the phony baloney hearing they had. Because these some of these authors and, and other folks who were involved in this story basically acted like no, we didn't cover anything up for for uh, you know on China's behalf, and uh, and there was an article in the Washington Post uh, that came out after I I had written this and and uh, they had gone through I mean it it must have been a 30, 40 paragraph story, and a lot of comment and spin and so on and so on, and mentioned the the things that people, Republicans were saying without ever quoting what we quote in here. And uh, I generally don't like to uh, use foul language, but there's one there's one, uh, four letter wordish type thing in here. Um, and this is uh, Andrew Rambaugh, Uh, who was one of the authors of this Nature uh, piece that basically argued uh, that SARS-CoV-2 is not, which is COVID-19 virus, uh, is not a laboratory construct. That's what the piece argued. But before they wrote that piece, not much before, (laughs) you know, months before uh, or a month before, Co-author uh, Andrew Rambaut said to send an uh, email to fellow co- co-authors, there were, I guess, three or four, uh, four, I think, given the shit show that would happen if anyone serious accused the Chinese of even accidental release, my feeling is we should say that given there is no evidence of a specifically engineered virus. We cannot possibly distinguish between natural evolution and escape. So we are content with ascribing it to natural process. Now, China to this day has hidden all kinds of information. That's that's what they, that's what they did at the beginning of this. And then it's been a great strategy because of people in the West. Uh, and I'll explain that next. It's been a great strategy. So, of course, we don't know, and there's lots that we will never know. But it's clear that they have a certain idea about this, and that they are specifically, instead of going with that idea, which is that this was likely a lab leak, they don't know. They don't have a crystal ball. They go with the opposite. And say that a lab leak is just not, oh no, 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 it's not that. Now, and they tell us why, except they don't quite tell us why. And if there's any disappointment on my part with this piece, uh, uh, after having batted myself on the back for it, <laughs> is that maybe we should have made this more explicit uh at the end we talk about that they don't want to say anything bad about the chi and we say and then we say funded by the u.s government but maybe sometimes you it's helpful and then not just for you guys for me too when people you draw all the lines don't leave anything to imagination and here's what we sort of left to imagination. They're not covering for the Chinese. They may love the Chinese and their form of government. These people are not my favorite people. But it's not primarily the Chinese they're covering for. They're covering for Fauci because it was Fauci who funneled the money, you know, laundered money through Echo Health Alliance to get to the Wuhan lab. And this wasn't something he did that they're, you know, oh, if anyone found out, no, that the whole U.S. government, that they had a Chinese weapons lab, a military weapons lab in in the same complex. And this is not stuff that was lost on our expert deep state lunatics. They They're not at all concerned, it seems, about China. Maybe they're on the same team. I don't know. It's very disturbing, but it was Fauci that they're protecting. And again, because they're they he's their brother? No. He's their source of money. They like Fauci a whole lot. He's given them millions and millions of dollars. So so this cover-up that benefits the totalitarian monsters in China who basically were were more concerned to lie and cover their butt than they were to alert the world and maybe save millions of people. You don't know. You don't know what would have happened. Nobody can say, again, with perfect certainty. But millions of people died. And China had shut down internal travel before they shut down international travel which gives you some idea of how much they care about the rest of us. Um, they, I think they kind of said, and, and I don't know this, I'm just looking at the facts and the time, you know, the, the way it happened in time. I kind of think they said at a certain point, if we're going down, the whole world's going with us. That might be understanding in some small things in life. Uh, when you're talking about millions of people dying, um, it's it's not good. And it, of course it, it's it's true to form. There's no surprise that that the Chinese government is acting this way. And so it shouldn't have been any surprise to U.S. people. So the whole deal with this, all the fighting with Fauci and gain of function and so on, there's been this whole battle to hide the fact that the Wuhan lab is likely the cause. We don't know for sure because we're dealing with totalitarian genocidal liars. So, of course, we're not going to know for sure but that's likely where it came from. And the downside of that is that it implicates the U S because it's Fauci and us paying the taxpayers. We're on the hook for this thing. We've paid for it. And they're doing gain of function in China as if viruses are going to go, Oh, well I was done in China. So I'm not crossing the border. Oh no, no. So, so the whole, this whole thing is insane that they're, They're basically the government saying we don't do gain of function. And then they're using screwy definitions and hiding it overseas to get away with doing it anyway. And now they've killed 7 million people likely uh, by doing that. And what do they do but cover it up? And I have told people, and I'll just zoom through it again because people need to know this how ridiculous. ridiculous this is, because we're going to get to the media in a second and why they're asleep at the switch or licking the, you know, the dictator's hand, I was going to say. Um, this, this you know, Echo Health Alliance, which was nothing but a conduit for this money to the Wuhan lab. The guy who heads that up, Peter Daszak, was the guy who pushed the article into so he's the bagman doing the thing he pushes the article into the Lancet which is arguably the most was <laughs> before this article uh, was the most prestigious medical journal in the world in the article he says he and other authors that he recruited at with with consultations with fauci Um he basically with those other authors says, we have no self-interest in this. Well, that's just a ball. You know, it's just, it, it, you couldn't have anyone with more self-interest than, than Peter. Uh, and so, okay, that's crazy. Then you find out, or I found out now I'm telling you, Facebook is censoring people who talk about the lab link and who talk wrong about any of this stuff. Who are they going to? Who's their top, kind of expert that they've partnered with? Peter Dazak. The phony trip to Wuhan to investigate where they come out and say, oh, no lab leak. We don't know for sure what it is, but it's not a lab leak, <laughs> which, which tells you. And of course, did they investigate? They went and had like Crumpets or something with uh, with some folks, and they listened to a talk. They didn't investigate. There was no investigation. There was a U.S. representative on that trip, who Peter Daszak. That's who the U.S. representative investigating it was. It's as if Charles Manson was the prosecutor and the investigator in in the you know the Sharon Tate murder and so on. It's like, this is insane. So with this much craziness, and I'm sure I've forgotten a couple of weird connections, because it it has been amazing how often he pops up in like the objective role. Uh, But why did the media not catch any of this? Why have I never seen a story like ours, the, the man the media missed? We have a common sense that talks about Dazac and and uh and and why is why is the media not talking about him at all? To this day, this past week, the Washington Post, the mainstream media, continues to hide what went on. This is an ongoing conspiracy at the highest levels. And why do they do it? Do they meet and, and have secret decoder rings and stuff? I don't think so. I think it's in their same interest. And we now live in a country in which lots of people with important roles believe that it's really up to them to put their thumb on the scale in ways like, well, that information, that might cause people to doubt the guy I want to win the election. So I'm not giving them that. And once that's how the media acts, it, it, you know, you could talk about a slippery slope. It's a straight downhill jump. I mean, it's and that's where we are. It's 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 horrifying. And it's it's almost like as these things come out, I'm thinking, well, this will like I'm an idiot. And I am, of course, but <laughs> we all are a little bit, maybe. I can't believe that, oh, well, this is, okay, this quote that basically the guys writing articles in scientific journals are saying, hey, we can't say this because of politics involving China and the U.S. And, okay, there's sort of a smoking gun, except is the gun really smoking if no one ever takes a picture of it, if no one ever speaks about it again? That's where we are,
1: and it's kind of bigger in a sense because I think most of the people who aren't, you know, in the thick of you know being paid off by Pfizer or whatever, their concern is ideological, because what's on trial here, if there were a trial, is big business, big government This is the ultimate big business, big government partnership. It's the ultimate. You know, what would we do if the government didn't take care of it? Well, we wouldn't have COVID. That's what.
0: Right. Well, and, and the other big government part of this is look at who just made billions and billions and billions of dollars. Big corporations, big pharma and big and big government. Fauci's making money off this. Um, very few people and the media doesn't regularly remind us as they would if it were about guns or something else but uh, but these guys at NIH, they're making money off of some of these things that they they worked with whoever supposedly. And it, it, it's become a business. It's a and and when you have business and government fused together, isn't that fascism? Isn't that like a like real fascism? I mean, you know, not like the I just decided to throw some, you know, Some political word at somebody. It's real fascism. And then, and and the cabal around it protecting it from a media standpoint. This is the scariest. And and I'm not alone in this. I talk to people all the time, and you get to talking at some length, and and we're afraid. We are afraid in a way, and we're not cowering. It's, It's not that sort of fear, but we're afraid. Of, of where this country is and how scary it is because of what happened during the pandemic, because of laws and, and constitutional rights just being swept away, and because we, we saw more just blatantly where a lot of people in government want to go and the powers they think that they have. It's very frightening. Well, this has been a century of
1: fascism, according to David Remnick. Peel his book, "The Mystery of Fascism."
0: This this new century. It's uh, not a hundred years yet,
1: really, because fascism came into being was it? 1920? So we're we're getting there. Yeah. Anyway, that probably covers that Friday piece.
0: I figure we're we're kind of short on time, and and I think that's the uh, the biggest story of the week, but. uh we we should mention the other other scripts you can show uh, i'm always going to call them scripts uh you can show uh you should show some of the nice graphics. that's a related story the first amendment irrelevant which ran monday because it's basically about the, the the that we realize there's all this censorship going on and that a judge says no you have to stop colluding to violate people's first amendment rights And who is up in arms that there won't continue to be this collusion towards censorship? The news media.
1: Okay, I should mention here that there's been a lot of technical difficulties recording this podcast. Zoom is not always doing the greatest job for us. We should probably move on to the next commentary, which was not just a borderline
0: case. That's the 12,000 uh, Chinese nationals who've come across the border uh, this year, so far this year, which is, is four times what it was last year. And of course, this year is only half over. And, and of course, uh, I've said, of course, a lot, but uh, this isn't an argument that, oh, uh, some of these folks aren't coming because China's in some severe, I think, economic problems at the moment. But... I do suspect, as others have, that a, that there's a sizable contingent of PLA fighters who are infiltrating into the U.S. and, and we're sort of asleep at the switch as usual. Not just the borderline cases, what you were just
1: talking about. That was Tuesday. Wednesday, I guess, is bigger boycott before Bud Light. And that's a fun story because it's something I didn't know about.
0: It is a fun story. We've all heard about the Bud Light, um, <clears throat> you know, kind of. Uh, I, I, I wouldn't call it a protest because it's all been individual people deciding not to not to buy by Bud Light. And I, you know, generally not a, a beer drinker because of sinuses, but I, I like Budweiser products. I, I tend to like foreign beers better because they're like full, but uh, in my estimation. But this is an anti-transgender in the way that I think it's portrayed sometimes. And I'm sure there are people who, I'm not buying it because I don't like transgender people or something, but I think a lot of it is, man, stop trying to take us different, play, just sell us a beer and get away from us already. Um, But what this piece is about is that there's another boycott, same sort of boycott, not called, not campaigned for, it just happened. And I'm part of that boycott, but I didn't know that there were really other people part of that boycott. And what I'm talking about is the NBA, the National Basketball Association. And, and I'm going to have to wrap this up. Just cut
1: Paul right off because we don't have much time. And the computer gods, the internet gods are not exactly shining in our favor today. Just mentioned that the fifth commentary this week was Thursday's, the sin of skin color. And I bet you can guess that what that's about just yes go to this is to find more thanks